This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris tell you our so-called news media really cracks me up sometimes and this whole uh leading up to to christmas the the weather reports i mean you know how it's gotten with the weather everything they've got to make clickbait sensationalize and they're gonna blow it up bomb cyclone strikes but here's what, what caught me i love the whole you know snow cyclone <laughs> it's like layering on Adjectives just to make it, it, it couldn't be worse. It couldn't be worse. And that's really what they led to. I, they literally said coldest Christmas ever. And I didn't really dig into what that, you know, quantifying what that meant exactly. Uh, nor do I want to spend the time to do it. But it got a little cold. It got a little cold. I'm going to talk about it a little bit in our whole uh, experience with all that. But uh, if you think your weekend was bad, let me just tell you, this is not a new phenomena. Back in 1888, there was a blizzard. What did they call it? They called it the Children's Blizzard. And what happened was it was the same kind of thing. It was in January, though. It was unseasonably warm. This is out in, like, uh, Montana, uh, the Dakotas, Nebraska. Well, A different front came in. The temperature dropped like 20 degrees or something like that. People were outside. They were unprepared. Uh, Kids were in school. Farmers working out in fields. Livestock died. It was a pretty big deal. So uh, it has happened before. And I will say that when the the temperature drops rapidly like that, uh, it really is uh, something that can create a lot of problems. I'll talk you through that. Let me tell you what I want to talk about today, coming back from a little break, and I'm going to tell you about that too. I'll give you the lineup, and then you can decide if you want to stick around. Uh, Kamala Harris is saying that uh, Twitter should have been doing what they were doing. This is if you if you if you if you had any question uh, about free speech being dead, uh, I'll solidify the answer to that for you today. It, it's really amazing, and we just kind of sit back and let it happen, like there's no ramifications to that. This budget passed, of course. We don't want the government to shut down right before Christmas. I think it would be a Christmas present. Uh, I want to share with you what what Rand Paul said. And you combine that with the silencing. Uh, There was a poll done on Twitter. Do people support the budget? No. No was the answer to that. Fascinating story about a guy uh, who spent 25 years on death row, wrongly convicted. Wait till I tell you what happened to this guy. It's it's just crazy how, how life works sometimes. Big story in the Wall Street Journal saying that there's not enough population growth in the United States. Oh, I got a lot to say about that. Is that true where you're at? Are you sitting there saying, man, boy, I'd like to see more traffic around here. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the border. I had a friend that was down there. And after I spoke to him, I did a little more digging. You know, I like to hear firsthand testimony. I don't believe anything. 
but I've known this guy for 25 years, and he lies, you know, regularly, but not about stuff like this, you know? No, I'm kidding. Uh, He's a reliable guy, but I would trust what he has to say down there. And the long and short of it, you already know, the country's just clearly being invaded. It's um, it's a little strange to me. It really is. And it's uh, issues in China with uh, Muslims, right? Europe, devastated. Uh, I don't know about Russia. Has Russia somehow you know, managed to keep the borders closed to, to being infiltrated? I, I don't know. The bottom line is uh, something needs to be done or, or, or we're not going to have a country anymore. How do you have a country without a border? I, I don't understand. So the other thing I want to talk about, you know, this um, Supreme Court decision to release uh, Trump's tax returns which I think is fantastic. I've said all along, I think a lot of people are saying the same thing. Yeah, release them all. We want to see all of them. And they all should be investigated. Mitch McConnell, uh, $25 million. I've been talking about it for years. They're saying now, uh, uh, other congressmen, I think, saying that uh, he's some ties to some uh, Chinese shipping company. I don't know. Bill Barr, worth $40 million. Wait till I tell you about that story. Uh, This whole January 6th insurrection, I want to talk about this uh, guy, Jake Lang, who's down there, has been denied access to an attorney. This is really bizarre. Locked up for two years down there now. No trial. I'm sure he's been charged. We'll get into that a little bit. And those are the stories that I want to talk about. Political prisoners. Uh, a, a, a political system in this country, which is, I see, openly did discussed in international media how corrupt the American government has become. I kid you not. It's a shame. It's a shame what's become of this country. All the while, the country is being run into bankruptcy, uh, and, and the border is just being overrun. Crazy. Crazy time. These are big problems to deal with and very difficult to overcome at this point. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll just become the new normal. It'll become a new way of life. What will that look like? Well, anyway, let's keep it positive, shall we? Merry Christmas. Yes, I had a great break. I had a great visit with my son. I was actually ready to come back to the podcast. I could have even done a Friday podcast, which probably would have been good. A lot of people were off. Maybe they would have liked to listen in. But I kind of knew what I was going to talk about, generally speaking, and I didn't want to lay the bomb out there. You know, it's like, it's Christmas. Let's just let's just take a break. Let's get our sanity back, for God's sake. Restore some kind of hope in humanity. And for me, I did that at the time with uh, some family and friends, and my son was here to visit. You heard me talking about that before I took off. He's in the Air Force. He's down in Texas. He'll be done there in the spring, and he's going out to Washington State. And, you know, it's funny. um, I was in the military. You've heard me talk about it. I took off when I was 17, never really looked back, even though I am kind of back in the area that I originated from, which I always kind of regretted, by the way. We're outside of Philadelphia here, and I'm not really crazy about this area. I am, but I'm not. There's certain charms about it for sure. But um, generally speaking, there's other places that I'd much rather be, and I always encourage my son to do that. Well, now he's doing it, and I'm like, ah, ah, devastated, you know. 
But uh, there's no real practical reason why I need to be upset about it at all. He's doing great. I'm happy. Uh, you know, I would like to see him more frequently. So, of course, right? But uh, we'll just have to figure it out. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Uh, I don't know where he's going to settle down ultimately. And um, I don't know. Uh, will I go out there to see him in Washington State? I may. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't feel like i got to follow him around every duty station. Uh, I don't think that's a realistic expectation. Um, but I may go out and see him. But uh, otherwise, I prefer to, to have him come back here. And uh, I think it just kind of works out better for a lot of reasons. But either way, uh, it might, we might not see him for two years. If it goes on that long, I'll probably end up going out there is what would happen. But um, anyway, yeah, we had a good time. Uh, let me just give you a couple highlights. I mean, uh, a lot of you heard me talk about already. We have axe throwing in our backyard, which is just a really nice little amenity. I got some new axes, which we destroyed. And everybody had a good time with that. And all I wanted, we, we celebrated Christmas on Wednesday. And we love to be outside and camping and fires and family time and food. I mean, that's kind of our shtick right there. And so Tuesday night was Christmas Eve, and I grilled steaks, uh, Delmonico's for myself and my son, and um, uh, what do you call it, fillets for my wife and daughter. And then I grilled shrimp. And we had um, we had uh, baked potato and peppers and onions and and corn and green beans and warm muffins and it was just a real throwdown. Just a good, I mean, <laughs> good charred grilled <clears throat> meat. My son says, "Yeah, I don't I don't get a lot of steak and shrimp these days," which kind of bugs me. But this is the sacrifice that he makes. And so I was glad to be able to give him some. And we just chowed down. And uh, then we, we went out. I had the fire going from early in the afternoon because if you know anything about lighting a big fire, if you want to get coals going, it takes a little time to do that. And I had some big ash, like 10-inch logs, like, you know, three, four feet long. I had some big oak wedges split off of like a 36-inch oak that we broke up with a backhoe. And um, and then just a ton of other, just big stuff. And um, and then I had, you know, it's still cold here in the winter, so I got these heated vests. You, you might remember me talking about them. And you know what the what my son and daughter said? They said, it's, it's too warm. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's that's where I wanted to be. We were so comfortable. We played games out there. We were out there till like, well, my daughter went in about 10. She's a skinny little thing. She got cold. But uh, we just we had a good time. We had these um, marshmallows, chocolate-filled marshmallows. And, we, you know, we made s'mores with those. And uh, the dogs were out there. And, you know, so that was the thing for us, you know, being outside with a fire and good food and family time and and just moving around and having fun. And uh, I I prayed for good weather. And you know what? It, it could not have been better. It really could not have been better. It was really amazing. So we'll see. It's great for me to see the kids together. Uh, I, you know, there's uh, two different uh, mothers, two different marriages for me. And so that's complicated things. On top of that, they're, you know, my son's 25, my daughter's 7. And it's a lot to keep it together, you know. But we do. Somehow we do. And it's worked out great. 
And uh, as I as I digest all of this, and I think about my place in the world, right, and I think about our place in the world as as a nation, and and our place in the solar system and the galactica as humanity, you know, uh, what can I say? It's it's a spiritual journey, like a a spiritual maturity, I think, that I can feel going on with me right now. And I've gone through this path before, and I'm sure that I'll continue to uh, as, I, as I grow older. I really do. Um, but I see now, like so clearly, how important the family and the children are. And we're desecrating that. We're desecrating all of that. You know, the media is, is so confused. The popular culture is so confused that, that the idea of cold weather on Christmas is somehow frightening. They'll do anything they can to, to shed a negative light on Christmas. If it's not COVID, it's the cold weather. Anything, ah, oh, cold is over, mask up, and you shouldn't go out. And How about if we just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Everybody's sitting around fat and happy with the heat cranked up, and we have nothing to be thankful for? I think we do. But... I just realized, you know, as I, as I was just kind of like, you know, what shall I say, examining my own thoughts to say, you know, why is this so moving to me to see the children together like this? And it, it just, I don't know if I can fully explain it to you, but that importance of well-raised children that are uh, contributing members of society and hardworking and having a family, people that you can rely on as you get older, uh, it, this is important stuff. It really is. So uh, what else? Uh, it was really exciting. It really is. Um, making big plans for 2023. I want to share some of that with you as we come back uh, after the new year. We'll get into it a little more. I'm going to prep it up this week. But I'll go through my discipline spiel with you and my food spiel. You know, if you don't feel good, you don't have good energy, and uh, you're not really living the, the life with the, the focus and energy that you, you're, if you're miserable, which most people right now are, if you are on, <clears throat> I see it. I see it. I don't want to go into the details, but it, it came up over Christmas, another uh you know, person in our circle who's uh, completely not speaking to anybody and nothing happened to create this and just uh, this very kind of bizarre behavior. And um, I say it's depression. And I, like I said, I want to go into the details for for privacy purposes, but, um, you know, there's some problems there. And uh, I think it just, I think it just it took a toll after time. And I think it's really, it's a cry for help. And how do we respond to those kind of things today? Well, it's hard. It's hard. But anyway, you want to keep yourself out of that. And what's the big three? What's the big three? Your health, uh, your finances, and your relationships. And those are the, that's like the three big categories that's going to determine if you're, if you're happy or not. And I like to just say, start with your own physical health and well-being. And whatever state you're in, you know, because anytime I start talking about this stuff, I inevitably hear about people that have, uh, you know, some type of, of disability or something like that. And, and that's a whole different category. I get it. I totally get it. You know, I'm expecting somebody in a wheelchair to drop down and do push-ups. However, 
I would say to you, you know, can you uh, squeeze like a stress ball or like I use the rings? And why don't you incorporate a little bit of that? Do what you can. I don't know. I'm not in a wheelchair. I'm not an expert on that kind of thing. Uh, But don't give up. Don't give up. And we're coming up on the new year. Wherever you're at, I'd say to you, look, you know, you know, look back a little bit to say, hey, what did I accomplish this year? Am I happy with it? And I inevitably get to this time of year and I'm a little depressed with the, with the weather and everything because I feel like I didn't do anything all year. And I look back and I start to add it up and I think, hey, you know, actually, I, I did a lot this year. I did an awful lot this year. Just producing this podcast Right, that alone is 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 an accomplishment. Not a little bit of an accomplishment, anyway. But anyway, I'm making big plans for 2023. The, the biggest issue for me is is focus. You know, what do I focus on? I have so many great things in front of me, and we'll talk about that too. I was on the trail yesterday. It's 15 degrees here, and I was outside. I got this. Uh, I don't know what you call these the Russian bear hats, the big fuzzy things. You know, it looks kind of strange, but. You know, it covers your ears, and these things just work great. I had my heated vest on, and I needed to put some miles on the trail. I really did. We didn't get out over the break like I wanted to, and uh, I needed to just move my legs, if nothing else. Nothing else for my back health. Anyway, I'm back. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I hope you had a good time. Um, we've had bad weather before. I, you know, this was a serious event. Uh, we were actually out that morning. I adjusted our plans a little bit because we were going to get my daughter a gecko. Oh, let me tell you this story real quick. So she, she wanted this gecko for Christmas and, uh, my wife and I talked about it and, um, we decided, you know, we, we kind of consider this carefully and the, the ins and outs of it and whatnot. We give it a go. This is not like a little tiny gecko. Uh, this is, um, this thing's, you know, it's a full on <laughs> lizard, man. It's probably, uh, I don't know, six inches long or something like that. I'd say about, and it's, you know, it's pretty big, pretty large. Uh, named Sonny. It's a girl. You know, I'm amazed that, um, this thing is actually a- affectionate. Like, we came downstairs. It took her, like, it took this thing. My daughter, you've heard me talk. She's like the animal whisperer. And, uh, she just this thing uh, I come down here and she's got it like laying on her on her chest, just insane, really, kind of crazy, right? So anyway, uh, where was I? I was out on the trail. I came in 15 degrees. I was just looking here as I was talking. It's not really going to warm up until like Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get hit here. It's gonna be cold. But anyway, uh, it's cold. Seriously cold here. And 15 degrees is dangerous. Matter of fact, I would argue highly dangerous because you can easily get caught off guard and you can easily underestimate how dangerous it is. And whether you're inside or outside, let me ask you something. Do you know how to deal with that scenario? You know, people that talk, I talk about my get home bag. We're going to have Butch Erskine here on the podcast. Uh, I know I was threatening to do that for a while. I said, Butch, we'll do it back when we come back over the new year. We're going to set that up. Uh, he convinced me, really. Well, it's funny. Butch warns me, and then, then, then something happens. I think he's got, like, a voodoo doll. That's how he builds his whole business down there. He's like, you should probably get a get-home bag. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Tornado strikes. I kid you not. I'm like, wow. Well, Butch was right. Butch is like, you need provisions and a generator and 
backup plans. He didn't specifically say generator. And I'm like, ah, Butch, I'm, you know, I'll get to it. Boom, lose power once. No, it wasn't enough. Twice. I'm like, all right, let me get the list together, for God's sake. <laughs> it's all Butch with the voodoo doll. He's over there jamming a sharp object into my side right now. All right, Butch, knock it off. We'll get you on the podcast. What do you? What would you do? Uh, so I have a bag in my in our vehicle. As a matter of fact, we went out to get the gecko. I started to say, we went to get the gecko on Friday. Is really when it came through here, and I was watching. And the road was very wet, and we had about uh, twenty miles to go to get this thing. And we were going to go after lunch, and we ended up going about nine thirty. And I didn't want to get caught in that. We got back, and it went from, like, I don't know, from 38 to 28 in, like, less than an hour. And it just kept going down. Got up this morning, and it's just like a frozen globe out there. It's kind of crazy. It's one of those things about Pennsylvania. And then next week, it's going to warm back up. Be, everything will be thawed out. It'll be muddy and messy. And then if it rains, it'll flood because the ground's frozen. It'll it'll be it'll change the the, the water runoff patterns, and it'll flood the roads. And, and uh, all all the young people that have been uh, brainwashed now for the past twenty years, they're going to say it's uh, climate change. See, that never happened before. It it did, and it will, and we'll get through it. Honest to God, we will. Honest to goodness, we will. <laughs> But uh, is seriously, uh, in the same way, I wouldn't want to get caught off guard. You hear me talk about keeping wool blankets in the house. You realize in our house, um, if, if with temperatures this low, if we lose heat, I'm going to say within an hour, the house is going to begin cooling. Within four hours, it's going to be probably at freezing or so, I'm guessing, you know, depending on how well we can stay hold up, which the dogs are still going to have to go in and out. So in the house, it's just not that energy efficient, I'm sorry to say. So what are our, our plans? you got to cordon off an area. One of the best things to do is just uh, set up a tent in the house if you can. If you're going to set up a tent in the house, <clears throat> just be careful what you do with heat in there. And make sure if that thing flames up that you got a quick way to get out. Uh, this is the same with all things. You know, people down in, in Texas, when that freeze over, they were uh, starting their cars to get warm in the garage with the garage door closed and they died of asphyxiation. you got to think a little bit before you just jump into this stuff. And this is why making a little advanced planning makes sense. And at the very least, I would say to you, at the very least, begin with the area that is your biggest vulnerability. And here in the Northeast, it is winter. It is cold. It is exposure. Uh, I ran my son down to the airport on Thursday, and it was about 38, 40 degrees in this sleeting rain. And I ran out in shorts and a sweatshirt. Was I worried? Not really, because we have a get-home bag in the back of the car. But I wouldn't normally do something like that. You never know. You go sliding off the side of the road. Now, like I said, it was more like 40 that day. Uh, but that's a whole different arena than 15. You've got to be careful in a different way. 40, you start getting wet like that, and then you got problems. What do you want to do? You want to basically stay in the car as long as you can. 
Uh, we could talk about it more. Do I need to keep going? I don't know. The news, they just it's all sensationalized. Nothing really uh, prepares anybody for anything. No real information. Nothing really to be gained from it. I swear they just wanted to, 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 to destroy Christmas. Oh, you better stay home. It's the worst travel time ever, ever. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll just stop celebrating Christmas. Will all the all the uh, the God hating liberals be happy if we stop celebrating? We'll just end it. No, I'm not happy with the whole thing. My doggone self. All right, <laughs> I got my own complaints. How about every other year? Why don't we negotiate a little bit here? I think we could work something out, make it better for everybody. All right, nobody's taking no no takers on that one. So this whole. Uh, Twitter thing's been floating around, which I talked about before I took a break there. I'm not going to get too much into the details of that right now. I just accept to say, wow, unbelievable. I mean, this is clear-cut First Amendment violations on the highest scale of government with massive media companies that we've been complaining about for years now come completely to light, and people are just like, all right, well, can we move on? And if that's not enough, Kamala Harris comes out and says they should be helping to save democracy. <laughs> oh, is that right? Is that right, Kamala, to save democracy? Then how come the Twitter poll said that people didn't support this budget? Why don't we do another Twitter poll to see if people support uh, her and, and Nancy uh, Pelosi there uh, with the Ukrainian flag smothering all over Zelensky in, 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 the, in the halls of Congress, for God's sake? A threat to democracy. She's the threat to democracy. So Rand Paul comes out. Gotta love Rand Paul. He's talking about the budget. You got Kamala saying, "Oh, we should censor these white ring white right wing radicals." That's what she's saying, right? You continue the sentence. She's not going to put that together for you because it gets a little inflammatory. Who else were they censoring? They weren't uh, censoring uh, Chavez and I don't know who else, you know, I'm talking about it, but the Iranian uh, Ayatollah and all these, I don't know who, but you've seen these reports where you got the crazy people that are left on there, but somehow Trump, they're like, ah, without any investigation, they label him an insurrectionist. How'd they come up with that? And now we know. Now we know. It's just an email from the FBI. Yep, better shut it down. Shut Orange Man down. So they're just shutting people down. You can't speak the truth. They won't listen to it. You know, the White House will come out and with their spokesman, Peter, we've already been over this. Yeah, where's the money? Where's the votes? Where's the integrity? We've already been over this. So Rand Paul, I mean, this is so predictable. I'm sure he just copied and pasted this from the last budget. It's three days before Christmas, and predictably, Congress is on track to pass yet another $1.7 trillion spending package that no one has had a chance to read. I attempted to hold both parties accountable by forcing votes on these rules, but per usual, a majority in the Senate, including Republicans, chose to run up the debt, ignore our own budget rules, and abuse your tax dollars. The American people do not want this. That was proven true by Elon Musk. 
Rand Paul says, we the people demand accountability for the damage the big government spenders are doing to our families and our nation's economic well-being. It's time we take our nation's fiscal health seriously and stop this terrible, awful, no good way to run the government. Let me tell you what's going to happen. The goodies are going to dry up. The goodies are going to dry up. And praise God when they do, uh, because a lot of these bums are going to have to go to work. That's all I can tell you. You know, it's just going to have to work its way through its own natural cycle. And we'll see. You know, as I thought about it, you can't really worry about it, the ways of the world. All you can do is, is, is stick to yourself, your own personal discipline, financially, with relationships, with, with your with your health, you got to take charge of all of it and put any of it on, on autopilot. So listen to this. This is a Philly story here, not far from my house. Guy was <clears throat> wrongly convicted, spent 25 years on death row. I don't know how much I'd buy into all that because this uh, DA has been doing some goofy things, but let's just take it at face value out of respect for this man. Uh, 25 years on death row, he gets released, and he's at a funeral uh, in the Strawberry Mansion section of Philadelphia, which is awful. He's at a funeral and gets shot and killed. I don't know, some gangbanger or something out there. Can you imagine this guy? Gets out of jail, he gets shot and killed. Absolutely nuts, the world we live in. So I saw this from the Wall Street Journal. I had to bring it up. U.S. population growth remains sluggish despite uptick this year. Now, let me just be clear. It's not like I'm fully aware of every uh, demographic area. What do they call those? GMA, is it demographic? I forget what they call it. Market areas, real estate market areas, regional areas. I I forget what it's called. But like the Philadelphia region, you know, they'll have these different uh, things that they post. So let me just begin there. I mean, it's clear as day to me that the Philadelphia region, where we're at, is growing like gangbusters. It's awful. The traffic is awful. And I hear people all over the place saying that. Texas and Florida, we already know people are mass migrating there. They say people are leaving California. But talk to anybody in L.A. and the traffic patterns there don't seem to reflect that either. So what do you tell me? The population's gone down? The, the traveling's gone up? Or are these not residents? So we're, we're creating this whole subclass of non-resident people here? Oh, good God. Listen, <laughs> start putting this all together that I'm giving you, the openly uh, silencing people with complete impunity. Come on, it's like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, they should be cooperating. <laughs> what? Like, we're really far apart on the scale of this, right? How do we come together on this? Another 1.7 trillion, they just keep running up debts. Uh, I was talking to my liberal brother. I said, well, you know, when does it go down? You know, whenever the economy's good, they spend, they have, well, then when it's bad, they spend, it just keeps going up every, every time. How can this possibly continue? What can it lead to? There's only two answers to that question. Does it become a a, a slow drain or do we go off a cliff where it's like lights out? Interesting, right? We're really playing with disaster with this that we don't know. On top of all that, I told you, I talked to my buddies down in El Paso. I got some of the links here in the show notes. You can check it out if you'd like. 
I know the show notes aren't something that's real popular. I try to put the the article links here that I'm discussing. You can see for yourself. Uh, I don't try to think for you, but uh, encourage you to think for yourself. Look at the information and tell me what conclusion do you come to. And, and what does the evidence support? You know, on the population growth side, like we're, we're getting overrun. Even places like Lancaster, which is two hours removed from Philadelphia. Crazy boom out there. Now, other places are not. And that's a fact. Parts of Philadelphia where people are leaving, like Strawberry Mansion. Nobody wants to be down there. There's just like mass areas of the city that need to be redeveloped, frankly. They built these cheap homes many years ago. They just they reached the end of their useful life. It's time to bulldoze the whole thing and rebuild it. It really is. Some people have a hard time with that, but this is the cycle sometimes, at least in certain places. If it's not maintained properly, ultimately this is what happens. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, I know. I haven't been out there in a while now, but the whole western side of Cincinnati was like a, like a war zone. It was weird. It was gone. It was deserted. So that is happening. Parts of, of central and western Pennsylvania, other than the barrage of, of New York people that moved out there during the pandemic, I think most of them have gone back, or some, uh, but there's still not much out there in the way of, of people. But in these larger, more populated areas, it's just up, up, up. It's crazy. All over where we're at, they're just more, adding more, more, more. For me personally, uh, it's great. We have a, a great piece of real estate in a hot spot, and uh, it's gonna. It's just the value of it is gonna continue to go up no matter what happens. And you look, you want to see this immigration firsthand. Look at these photographs I have of El Paso. My buddy told me he's like, you can't imagine the scale. Just thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. It's crazy. Um, uh, Republican senators have accused Joe Biden of creating an intentional crisis at the border. Uh, but, the, but the Republicans have gone along with this, too. There hasn't been the, the will to get this problem fixed for 20, 30 years. I've been watching it go on my whole adult life. And, and you've got poor people that are destitute just coming across in waves. And how does that affect our society, our country going forward? Nobody's even asking. Nobody's even asking because people at the highest level are so completely corrupt. How Attorney General Bill Barr built a $40 million fortune, and it's really amazing, the corporate ties and the money that's been flowed into Bill Barr, and how much and what did he influence that was good for him but not good for the taxpayers. And you can repeat that story over and over again. Bill Barr, the Republican, we all sat there scratching our heads. Why isn't he doing something on this January 6th? And right, It's very confusing. Well, it, I don't know why, why, why we were questioning, because the answer is always the same. Mitch McConnell, you can't explain his goofy behavior. Well, I'll explain it to you. Twenty-five million bucks—that's about what it took. These are the guys that hold out. They're making the big coin. You want Barr? You want McConnell? You're gonna—you're gonna lay down millions. They don't go cheap. Meanwhile, we've got political prisoners. This guy Jake Lang—he's uh, been locked up for this uh, January sixth deal for two years supposedly being denied from speaking with his attorney. How is he being allowed to be held without some crazy outcry? I'm, I remain very, very skeptical of all this. 
I mean, think about this. If you had an American being held in, in Mexico like this, or Russia, right? It'd be all, all different. But some, why do some of these stories get certain attention, some don't? But in this case, uh, something seems very off to me. We, we don't. Most of them are very light sentences, we're told. Many of them, they plead out. They get sucked in, whatever. They go quietly away. You're not seeing any interviews, documentaries. Some of them run for office. I don't know. Weird. Very weird. Like a lot of things, right? A lot of things that you see, just it doesn't add up. What do you have to say about the state of things? The border has gone from bad to disaster. They say, oh, population growth remains sluggish. I don't know who's counting that. Another budget bill that's just a complete sham. It's just an affront to any good-thinking person that it makes sense to spend that kind of money in that way at this time. It's absolutely nuts. In the meantime, we're so flooded with disinformation, you can't even depend on a simple weather report. And it puts people at, at real risk. Either way, God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Merry Christmas. I hope you had a great holiday. Thanks for uh, sticking with me through the break. we got a lot of stuff lined up this week. I'll be looking forward to bringing it back to you. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.